we like to hold on to things. We like to, to maintain control. And in doing so, we're very slow to admit that we're the issue, we're the problem. And we want to point the finger everywhere else. But I encourage you this morning to drop every chain. Leave it at the altar. Leave it at the altar. There is no reason in the world why you should live on and have another day of misery because you don't have to. There's not another, there is not a reason in the world that you should live or have to live in defeat and worry and doubt and fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. God give it to us, and it's, it's up to us. Are we going to walk in that? Are we going to believe that? Are we going to trust Him and His Word? Are we going to trust that? Are we going to? That's our decision. That's, that's your decision. I can't do it for you. But I choose to believe that He's still able, He's still worthy, and He's still in control. Lord, we praise you this morning for who you are. Thank you for your presence in this place. Lord, as many believers are meeting for the first time to gather in a, in a building in a couple months all around this nation, Lord, I believe that today, one, that nothing's impossible for you. But Lord, I'm believing and I'm crying out for revival to sweep this nation beginning today, Lord. Lord, that you have checked our hearts. You have shown us. Lord, you have shown us your mercy and your grace and your favor. And I pray that we be a people that not cry out for things any longer. But Lord, we cry out to you to have your way today, to move in this place, to change our lives. Lord, we thank you and honor you. I ask you for your anointing, Lord, to anoint us to hear. Anoint our hearts to receive. I'm asking for your strength and anointing this morning to preach, to teach your word. Pray you bless the tithe and the offering. Lord, we give you the glory, give you the honor and the praise. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen. I'm going to ask that you come down and drop it in. We don't want to pass the plates around. There's another one somewhere.
That means more than you'll ever know. Uh, I am, I am, I don't know, I, I've always been honored to preach the gospel, but I feel more honored now than ever. In a day that many churches have closed the doors because of what has transpired over the last couple months, um, it's an honor. Summer and I and the kids sat and watched um, Tortured for Christ Friday night. And if you have, we gave that book out to a lot of folks. If you had not read it, you need to read it. And after you read it, please bring it back and so others can read it. But I encourage you to watch the movie, Tortured for Christ. Because there is um, there's a great challenge that will make you question, do I even serve you? Because of what is being endured around this world, we don't... Because we couldn't meet in a sanctuary, that's, listen, that ain't even a drop in the hat to what is taking place. People are losing their lives, being stripped from their families, they're being beat, tortured, killed. All for the sake and the glory of Jesus Christ. And if it came to that place, what would this nation do? I don't want to go to the end before I begin, but I can tell you that less than 40% over a survey that was taking place over the last couple months, over thousands, tens of thousands of Christian believers, less than 40% even engaged in worship through this time, online or in a parking lot. This is believers who, who, who go to church faithfully. We're not talking about people who just call themselves Christians. So I asked the question, what would happen what would take place? See, we, we don't want to talk about things, but you have to be prepared. And uh, if you can't serve him now, I don't know if you ever will. I'm not saying it's not possible, but I'm, talking, I'm, I'm not talking about lip service. I'm not talking about running your, your mouth and saying these things. We're talking about when the rubber meets the road, where will you stand? Because when, when, tr when the reality hits... When, 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 truth, uh, when, when the truth is told, um, a lot of us, and, and, and I'm, I'm not talking to just us, but I'm talking to those who are watching, a lot of us really are great talkers, but that's about as far as it goes. I, I didn't think this morning, I didn't expect you to shout me down, and to, but I'm challenging uh, what we believe and what we say all the time here, we are blessed, challenged, and changed. We are blessed to, to, to just be here. The challenge part, we don't really like. But without the challenge of Christ in us and he's, His challenge to us, the change is never going to take place. And I want to tell you something. You can be saved, and I'm not saying you're not. You could have been saved for 40 years, but you can still be changed. In Matthew 13, verses 45 and 46, you come to the sixth parable that Jesus was teaching. Very, very simple. But again, it says, And again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a merchant man seeking goodly pearls. When you go to verse 46, I, I, I hope you take notes. I hope you underline. I hope you highlight. I hope you, I hope you, I hope you get out. Lord, I, I pray that I can do as, a, a, a half of job as conveying this as I feel in my spirit. Verse 46. Who when he had found one pearl of great price. Went and sold. 
all that he had, and bought it. I want to tell you this morning that if you have found Jesus, you have found the pearl of great price. If you have experienced just a small snippet of who he is and his greatness, you have found the pearl of great price. But here's where the church, the modern day church, I feel is lacking so greatly. This merchant found the pearl of great price, but he gave all that he had just to obtain it. I'm not, you can't buy Jesus. You can't buy all he has. But this correlates with our life and understanding that this merchant was smart enough to understand there's not another like it. This is it. This is the one I have searched for. So I don't care what it takes. I'm going to have it. This is who we should, this is what we, everything is what he wants. You, you can obtain all the earthly possessions, you can have all the nicest of things, and we understand this, but the one thing you cannot do is be satisfied until you know the peace and comfort that only Jesus Christ can bring to your life. And we read this sixth parable, and, and this merchant man is seeking good goodly pearls and and we know we just read when he found it this is the greatest one ever it's greater than any all the all, all the others he sold all that he had and he bought it so a pearl is is, is made in a, in a weird kind of way uh, a pearl is made it has begun to be formed when a when an irritant makes its way into a mollusk or or or, or an oyster 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 I say oyster, but I, if that ain't how you say it, that's fine. I'm not going to say you're wrong if you don't say I am. But anyway, a, a, an irritant makes its way in, and, and this, this, uh, they began to secrete nacre or narker, N-A-C-R-E. Uh, it's a, it's a, um, a, a, a natural, um, I guess if you want to say, a defense mechanism that begins to surround this irritant to, to cr keep it from from irritating the oyster or the mollusk muscle. It, it, this is what happens, and it, and it keeps it from irritating, but something miraculous happens. That irritant grows into something of great value because it is not pushed away, it is not shed out, but it is kept within, and it's the natural realm or the natural uh, development of an oyster or a pearl takes somewhere around seven years. But a pearl is one jewel, one stone that man cannot improve the value of. And a perfectly round pearl, you see these around people's necks, chances are they were not formed naturally. They were harvested in an, an, or, or made in a, 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 a pearl, I don't know what they call them, pearl farms, but they, they harvest pearls and they found a way to to, uh, I don't know what I'm looking for, to, to make them create them other than the natural way. So when you see perfectly round pearls, if that was a true round pearl on this person's neck, their head probably wouldn't be attached because somebody would steal it. It's worth that much. So uh, ladies, if you have round pearl necklaces, chances are they're not a true, genuine, real 
round pearl necklace. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that. And most pearls found naturally in oysters or mollusks are not round at all. They're an oval shape or, or, or an odd, odd shape. But this is the very one thing that man cannot improve the value of. So when you understand that, that man can't improve the value of pearl, man cannot improve the worth and the value of Christ. He's done it all for us. So, so that seven years it takes to form that, that pearl that it is forming inside began as an irritant, as something that irritated the, 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 the mollusk or the, or the oyster. And, and if you look at it this way, the thing that is irritating you right now, the thorn that's in your side, it may not go anywhere, but if you will allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life, that thing that has driven you crazy, that has held you up, that has kept you tied up, Will, not lo will no longer have dominion and rule you, but it will come of a great value to you because you will know that He's able. Are we awake in this place this morning? Christ can't be improved by man. He's worth everything. So, so the question is this. Why do we not... And I came home the other night and I asked some of this question and I usually wake her up because <laughs> that's just how I do. I jumped into bed and I said, Summer, why, does, why don't we give everything? Well, honey, why you know Why does man not, why does the believer not give their all? Why do we not give our all to the very one who gave his all for We want all of him. All of you is more than enough for all of me. We, we, we want all that he has. We want all of his blessing. We want all of these things, but we don't want to give him all of us. What in the world will it take for the church to surrender all? We tiptoe around. We flirt with the idea that I'll give my all. We, we say it, and, and it's easy to get caught up in the motions of life. I can tell you that over the last uh, while, how many ever days this thing's been going on? It's easy to get caught up in the routines of life. Uh, the, the, the things, and, 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 and uh, it just happens. None of us are beyond that. None of us are above that. We're all there. But Romans 12 and 1, in Paul writing, he said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God in your reasonable service. He didn't say, I beseech you therefore, brother, that you just come to church. Or I beseech you therefore, brother, that you tag the name Christian to you. He said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies, it is only by the mercies of God that we can present our bodies a living sacrifice sacrifice holy because if it weren't for the mercy and the goodness of God the provision would have never been given for you and I to be called holy <laughs> this jacket's got to go I made it as long as I could sorry Whew. I just ain't a jacket kind of person or a tie kind of person and my tie is like a half inch too long and it's driving me nuts but I'm not going to do it now y'all are going to know it uh, we'll just throw it over there, and y'all won't ever know. Uh, anyway, 
But it's because of the mercy and goodness of God that you and I can even be called holy because without the provision He gave His Son, Jesus Christ, you and I ain't got a chance. I don't care how bad you are, how tough you are, how good you can cuss or mean you can look. You and I don't have a chance without Him. When you go back to Romans 6 and verse 13, we like to quote 14, but you go back to verse 13, it says, Neither yield ye your members as instruments. Don't even give an, a, a, anything of you as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, because this is what happens when you don't yield to the Holy Spirit. What we're doing is yielding anything and everything in us as instruments unto sin. But yield yourselves... Here's the flip side of this, but yield yourselves, but yield yourselves, look at your, look at your neighbor, don't, don't, don't spit on them, just talk like this if you want to, but, but yield yourself, you ain't, you're talking to you, I'm going to yield myself, unto who? God. Not your church, not your denomination, not, your, not anything of your affiliation, but unto God as those that are alive. Sometimes I question, are believers alive? That are alive uh, from the dead. Do, <laughs> Do we understand, you go back to Ephesians 2 and, and, and 1, we understand that without Him... And without the remission of sin, without the forgiveness of sin, you were dead. I was dead. We were dead in our sins and trespasses. He quickened us. My God, somebody, you ought to go. You got to know that He made you alive. So yield yourselves unto God as, listen, as you were alive from the dead. You don't have to stink. You don't have to, to be wandering around. You're alive. Guild them as instruments of righteousness unto God. There's one way that we will totally yield all to Him. There is only one way we'll totally yield all to Him. And, and, and I want to tell you, by the way, God always has the right of way. I don't know what it is about Denver, North Carolina, but people cannot understand that I can't turn left across in front of you. If they're coming out of Lowe's and you're coming out of Walmart, you have turning right, have the right of way. Anytime you got to cross lanes of traffic, you don't have the right-of-way. So when you see a white F-250, they call Dent, put somebody up in the parking lot. Of, I won't do that, but God always has the right-of-way. You have to yield to Him. He said, if any man will follow me, let him deny himself. You don't have the right-of-way. You are not king. I am not king. we got to yield to God. We want to yield to our thoughts. We want to yield. Well, I'm right. I've been doing this a long. I've been doing this longer than you've been alive, preacher. Well, congratulations. You still got to yield just like I do. I felt it. I felt, it's really weird now that I'm getting old enough to say, I've been doing this longer than you've been alive, son. <laughs> it's crazy. I remember I used to hear that. I'm like, shut up. But anyway, that has nothing to do with all this. God always has the right of way. You've got to yield, period. 
period. Who's going to be king? It boils down to it. Who's going to be king today? You or him? Luke 9, 23 and 24, Jesus said, He said unto them all, If any man, and women, womans, you're included in here, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. Daily, every single day, you've got to understand that he is enough. He is more than enough. Your work is finished. I'm, deny, I'm, I'm laying it down. Lord, I'm lifting you up today. Let him deny himself. Uh, take up his cross daily and follow me. For whosoever, anybody, whosoever's in here, I'm a whosoever. Romans 10 and 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'm a whosoever will save his life shall lose it. <laughs> If you want to save your life or lose your life, but whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall save it. In other words, I don't care anymore. I'm sold out for Jesus. Galatians 2.20, these all tie together and we're going somewhere. We know this, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. It ain't I who's living anymore. It's Christ that's alive in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I hit this Wednesday night, as long as you're alive, you're going to live in the flesh. It's going to rear its ugly head. You're going to want to do something nuts. You're going, it's just there. But it, I live in the flesh. I now live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This is how I'm living in Christ. I'm alive in Christ and I'm living in Christ. This is the only way that it can happen. So he gave his all so we could enjoy all that he gave. I'm going I'm I'm to slow down a little bit and let this sink in. He gave his all so that you and I, believers in the, in, in the, in the provision, and we're saved, covered by the blood, could enjoy all. All that he gave. This pearl of great price. The, the merchant understood how it was made. He understood the, rare, the rarity of it. That there was nothing else like it in the world. Lord, I don't, I'm going to sell all that I got. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pawn off the dog, the cat, and the donkey. I'm going to get this pearl. Because there's not another one like it. You've got to understand that when he told them, the, the disciples, to follow him, they dropped all that they had and they followed him. But we also read that a lot of people want to go back and talk to their wife and they want to go back and talk about it first. That, that happens today. But he called us to, to serve him. He saved us to send us. But I promise you, you'll never give them who, who is them, those without Christ, you'll never give them all because uh, unless you give Him your all. How many times have we sang the good old song, I surrender all and lied? I surrender all. Or you may have surrendered all, but then you picked it back up. All to Thee, my blessed Savior. We, 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 we lay it down, but we pick it back up. 
Man, you I, listen, you can come up here and you can lay everything down. Or it could be physically, you can even see it visibly. You can lay it all down at the altar, but or do we leave it? Do we, do we leave it there? <coughs> because the moment something comes up and something crazy comes up, sometimes we run back to those things because it's familiar and we want to blame those things. Well, I'm not here to talk about the things, but whatever those things are, we want to blame them on something else. Let me tell you, do not yield your members unto sin. It's not, any, it's not your mom or dad or, or a situation or a circumstance's fault. It's, I, listen, he's telling us to yield yourselves unto God. So, the, uh, hear me out. The merchant found the pearl of great price. He knew the only way he could obtain his worth was to give all that he had. Hear me clearly. The Lord don't need your talents. He'll use them. He don't need my talent. He'll use it. He don't need your ability to, to orate or, or speak. He'll use that. He don't need your, your good looks or, or your bad looks. He'll use them. What He desires is your heart. I'm the most talented individual in the world. I, can, I got a one-man band going on. The Lord, that's good. He'll use that, but He don't need that. He wants and desires your heart. That, that 17 inch journey, unless you're Matt, I, I think Matt has 18 inches. He has a longer neck. And I'm going to, let me get here. 17 inches from, from and you all know my story, from my head to my heart. That journey is the longest journey that so many have and will not take, but so many have taken. And what I'm talking about is getting the head knowledge, the religion part, into the heart to where it develops to a relationship and you understand, I'm giving all that I got. Don't seem like it'd take that long to get from here to here. But the Bible says out of the heart a man speaks. But it also tells us that in the heart man is deceitfully wicked. So head knowledge going to our heart. Romans 1, Paul was speaking and he talked about it and he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of, of Jesus Christ. And he was ready to preach the gospel anywhere and everywhere. But, but the greatest sermon that you and I, or if you're watching, that you and I will ever preach will never come from a podium uh, uh, on a platform. It comes from your life. That's the greatest message you'll ever preach. So many people right now in Bible college, all they want to do is I give me a shot behind the pulpit and I'm going to preach the house down. I'll spit and spray and sweat everywhere. But I want to tell you, if that's what you think ministry is, you are far wrong. Listen, this, this, it's not easy, and I say this a lot. This is not easy, but this is the easiest part of it. Your life is the greatest sermon you'll ever preach it's not about just being seen and heard. Listen, I know some of the greatest people I've ever met in my life, hear me clearly, did not proclaim to be a Christian. But great don't get you to heaven. It's a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and you surrendering your heart and your all to Him. 
You, you, you can play and you can, you can tiptoe in and out, and, but the bottom line is there is one way to spend eternity with Jesus Christ, to spend eternity into heaven, and that is through the provision, through His Son. I'm not here to dangle wrong over your head. I'm telling you that I don't care what it's been, it can be made right simply by saying and repenting to the Lord. So Paul was ready to preach the gospel. If we're really in love with Christ, then we will do whatever it takes to share them. If we are really in love. Our verse, if you want to call it our verse, it's not our verse, it's in the Bible, and you can find that in your Bible when you have it on your shirt, Acts 20 and verse 20. Paul said that I kept back, or I, as how I withheld or kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but, but showed you. Paul, Paul didn't just talk about it. Paul showed them his life. Listen, the greatest sermon you're ever going to preach is your life. He showed them and, and taught them publicly and from house to house. And see, we like to proclaim from the, we want to proclaim it from the rooftops, but are you going to proclaim it in your house? You want to proclaim, oh, I just want to shot, I just want to be seen, I want to be heard. He don't need you to be seen or heard. He needs to be seen and heard. Listen, we got to decrease and Him increase. This is what we should desire in our lives. So, so we, we, Paul withheld nothing, but yet you say this, I will, I'm going to keep back nothing, I'll withhold nothing, but yet we withhold things from Him. We desire to walk in obedience and to be used, to be spoken through, and that's something we should desire for. We desire those, but yet we hold on to stuff. Whatever stuff. I'm not. I'm sick and tired of preaching about things. Hearing preaching over stuff and things. Listen, whatever that is. Whatever the thorn in your side is. Whatever it is. And, you, and, and I'm sure you can rattle them off. But I'm not here to talk about those things. Whatever that thorn is. Paul wanted that thorn gone. But the Lord didn't take it. He said, my grace is sufficient for thee. But see, the church has deemed people incapable or unable to be used because there's a thorn. The thorn may not ever go away, but let me tell you something. His grace is sufficient, and when you go back and tie that thing into Romans 6 and 14, sin shall not have dominion over it. It will not rule your life. So we have not come this far. You have not come this far to stop. There is more. I said there's more. Paul said in Romans 1 in verse 15, As much as is in me, everything that I got, all of me, all 196.6 pounds of me, is ready to preach the gospel to you in Rome also. I don't know if Paul weighed that much. I did this morning. All that I got, everything within me, but we're not going to get to that place until we surrender all to Him. You're not. You, we say it. We've been given plenty of opportunity. You're given an opportunity every single day to preach the gospel. It might not be the opportunity you think, but the Bible tells us His thoughts are not ours, nor His ways are our ways. 
I ne- I'm going to be honest with you. I never thought I'd be preaching the gospel from this, ever. Until I was called, and then I didn't want to. Just didn't. But anyway, Paul said, I'm ready to do it. We read of David who, was, who, was, who, who praised him uh, with all that he had, and, and they, they stopped every 18 feet, every, every uh, six paces, the Bible says, every 18 feet, they stopped and danced before the Lord with all that they had because he, I'm determined. I don't care what Michael thinks. I don't care what anybody else thinks. I'm going to give him all I got because I understand what it is to be without him. You can be mad at me if you want to, but I'm going to give him. You ain't seen nothing yet. I'm going to praise him with all that I've got. Paul and Silas were in prison, but guess what? They didn't stop. They kept on. It said at midnight. They were already praising. They didn't start praising him at midnight. But, but at midnight, the walls began to shake. This earthquake came, and the, and the foundation was shooken. The gates were up. We understand all that, but they didn't stop praising him. Daniel was in the lion's den, but guess what? It wasn't because of who Daniel was. It was because of whose Daniel was that he could lay his head on the lion. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were thrown into the fiery furnace, but they didn't stop. They gave all that they had. They told them before, before they were thrown in, if, it, if, it, if I die, basically in my words, if I die in the fire, I win anyway. I'm going to praise him. But guess what? The goodness of God, he is so good that he looked in and saw a fourth man and they came out not smelling like a fire and not even singed by the fire because that's just how good God is. That's the pearl of great price. But yet all we want is the benefit of the value. That thing, that thorn in our side again may not be taking, but if you'll allow the Holy Spirit to work in you, on you, listen, on you, Work on you. What do you mean work on me? We sang that song when I was a little kid. He's still working on me, making me all that I should be. What is it? He's still making me what I ought to be. Took him just a week to make the moon and the stars, the sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars. How loving and patient he must be because he's still working on me. He's still working on all of us. Why? Because that's just how good he is and how loving he is. But, oh, but let somebody else mess up and then our eyes go to them and I can't believe they did that. I can't believe they said that. I can't believe they posted that. I can't believe they wore that. Get your eyes off your neighbor and put it on him and let him work on you. If I seem a little frustrated, is I am. I'm sick and tired of church folks. No wonder people don't want to come to church because all they do is talk about everybody else. He said, present you yourselves a living sacrifice. Don't worry. Listen, present yourselves. And when you do, when you are sold out to Jesus and you understand I've got the pearl of great price, I'm not going to talk about you. I'm just going to live in front of you and love you. And you're going to see the value that I've got. Only in Christ will you ever be satisfied. Only when we surrender everything will we find true joy and true peace. talk a good talk we make a good show but he desires 
This is a song that we have, uh, and Summer said this has become her theme, and Israel, I know you were talking about a lot. But he desires for our posture to change. Listen, man, it's, it's, it's wonderful when we get in here, we raise, we love, we shout, we run, and we. But how many of us are seeking him on a daily basis? How many are on our face crying out for the Lord to have his way? to change us, to, to search us, to know us. Lord, let revival begin in me. How many of us are just cry, laying at His feet and worshiping Him for His goodness and who He is? Not anything that we desire or want, but Lord, You're just good. Go back to Matthew and what Jesus instructed. We know we've taught on this. When Jesus instructed how to pray, He said pray in this manner, not, not when, but when you pray. Pray in this manner, our Father who art in heaven. We've got to begin with praise. We understand I couldn't call Him Father without the provision because I didn't even have access. But when the blood was shed and when I said yes to Jesus, the door was open, that veil was rent, and now I can enter into the Holy of Holies and I can just praise Him for His goodness because He is the provider. He is the way maker. He is the healer. He is the sustainer. He is my all in all and He is a pearl of great price and I don't care what it takes. I don't care if you like it or not. I'm going to give all that I got because He's all that I need. There's absolutely no limitations on what God can do. So why don't we trust that He can? Can what? Set us free. He can be the peace that I need. He is the joy that I've been longing for. He is the deliverance that I so desperately desire. He is what? He is all that you'll need. All that is hard for us. It's hard for us to surrender. Why? Because we're still living in the flesh and I've got to let go and lose total control. Well, well, preacher, the Bible says self-control is is part of the fruit of the Spirit. It is. But I'm not talking about wild and, 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 and crazy I ain't talking about going out there and barking at cars and stuff like that. I, I'm talking about I cannot control the situation. I can't stop it. I can't forgive me. I can't. I don't have that authority, nor do I have that ability or power. It is all through and by the blood of Jesus Christ. We make his death in vain all too often because we're pointing people to everywhere else but to him. Why? Because I might get some credit. I might get a little pat on the back. We don't need that. Do we believe Ephesians 2 and 13? But now in Christ Jesus, you who were sometimes afar off are made nigh are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Y'all remember that song? I don't know if I always say old songs, but y'all may y'all probably that's some step into the water. Wait out a little bit deeper. Wet your feet in the water. Why do we not step in? We want to look at it and we want to think about it. We want to talk about it. Oh, if I could just get in. If I could just have a part of that. Oh, it would be so great. Step in. 
It's, it's not up to anybody else. You step in. Man, I, would pray. I was Gideon at every service. Lord, if you let, if you let so-and-so walk, they walk. God, no, I was just kidding about that one. If you'll let them give another altar call and specifically say this, and they was, no, I was just not really, I was just kidding about that. No, but Lord, seriously, this time, if you let it happen just one more time, I'm going to go, and it would, and I would walk out the same. Worse shape, miserable, frustrated because I was disobedient to the drawing of the Holy Spirit to the convicting power not of the preacher's message but of the power of the Holy Spirit and it hounded me all week long and I thought man next week's going to be the week and I would go in the same thing would happen I played the same game I rejected him the same way and I walked out miserable and I blamed everybody else but it was me when I surrendered all I didn't have to have my mama begin to rub her head or run in her high heels or shake her head side to side. I didn't have to have anything of that going on for me to understand that He's good, He's gracious, He's merciful, and I've got to get to Him. I've got to give Him all that I have. I didn't need a song. I didn't need a, somebody to shout. or I didn't need any of that. I just knew He's good. He's good. Ephesians 2, 1, we already spoke of this. He's quickened us who were dead in trespasses and sin. He has made us alive to live, but not only to live, live abundantly. Live abundantly. Hold on with me just for a few moments. Turn to 2 Corinthians 4. I don't know why I'm checking my clock because I really don't, it don't matter to me, but I just, maybe I ought to make y'all feel good. He made us alive. We, you and I, have to surrender all to Him. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 uh, through 12. And it reads, it begins, it's talking about the, 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 the power. It says, but we have this treasure. The, what treasure? The gospel. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Oh, What? Yeah, the power is of God, not of us, not of me, not of not. Of, I know I get excited, and my intention every single week, I, I, I try to pet myself up. Jason, don't don't be, don't get loud this week because I hurt your throat. I can't help it. I'm sorry. I, well, I'm not going to apologize. I just 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 what I do. I, I'm excited about the goodness, but it's the power of God and not of us. So verse 8, we are troubled on every side. Let me tell you something. Trouble has come, but trouble has been withheld. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Let, listen to, to me carefully, church. The, the Bible, the Word of God, the Holy Spirit uh, inspired this, and it was written, and what he's saying is trouble's going to come, but it ain't going to take you out. <laughs> the enemy will come in like a flood, but my Word says I will raise a standard against him. It has come all around. What are you scared of? He's still able He's still able. Verse 10, always bearing about in the body of, uh, of uh, the dying of the Lord Jesus that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Verse 11, for we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake 
that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. I encourage you strongly to highlight, write it down. If you want to get it tattooed on you, that's great. Second uh, uh, Corinthians four twelve. So then death works in us, but life in you. Can I tell you, my friend, church-going people, if you're watching the believers, if you, whatever, wherever you go, I don't care, that the death has to work in you for the life to, to be seen to them. What death? The death on Calvary's cross. I was buried, I was crucified with Christ, but now I live. <laughs> the death is working in me so that life can be seen through me, not for me, but for those that are without how will they hear without a preacher? Again, preaching ain't up here, spitting and spewing and hollering. It's, it's your life. Well, this is, I guess it is preaching, but I'm, I'm just, it's more than that. The death has to work in you. It has to work in us. But life in you. Paul's saying, I understand what I'm preaching. I understand what I'm teaching. But it's not just for me. It's so that you can have life too. So that they can, who's they? The, anybody without Christ. When we surrender all, we do it not only for our life, but that Christ will live through you, not only just for you, but for the sake of other souls. That they may see the pearl of great price in your life. Again, they're not attracted to us. As, as, as well put together as Terrence is, they ain't attracted to Terrence, they're attracted to the Jesus in Terrence. That, that's, that's the truth. Sister Gunner, you told us the other week you've been serving and, and warring for 50 years. But Sister Gunner, as good and as saintly as she is, and, a, and definitely, most certainly a woman of God, they're not attracted to Sister Gunner, they're attracted to the Jesus that's in her. That's what makes us who we are. It's Christ in us. And when we understand that, we'll understand that I'm of nothing or no value without Him. It's when we truly surrender all that we believe He is our all in all. We will do as 2 Corinthians 4.13 says. This is Paul. He's speaking again. This is why. For, uh, 4 verse 13 says, I believed and therefore I have spoken you don't speak stuff you don't believe even you might believe it for a little bit but then you figure out it's true you don't speak it no more but like when I was told Jimmy yesterday I was riding down the road the round hay bales I was told there was a $50 bill in the middle of every one I don't know I, mean, I don't know if y'all were ever told that maybe it was a $100 bill or maybe it was maybe it, that was just me that's what I was told, and I was like, man, I'm going to rob a hayfield tonight. Uh, I didn't, I didn't, but um, I didn't believe that anymore, so I quit saying it. But anyway, they believed it. They believed it, so they spoke it. They taught it. They preached it. Psalm 1, 1 through 3 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight, his delight, is in the law of the Lord, and his law does, not, does he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. Guess 
guess what? Here's the, hey, I just love this part of the verse. His leaf shall not wither. What happens when rain don't come for a while? You begin to see the trees uh, withering up. But God is so good, He is so consistent, and He is so constant. In Christ, your leaf will never even wither. And whatsoever He doeth shall prosper. What you put your hand to in Christ and led by the Holy Spirit. Not Listen, we do things that don't prosper. Well, I was a Christian. I can't believe it didn't work. He didn't tell you to go out and spend $100 on a scratch-off. But whatever He leads you to do and guides you to do, and you know this is what He is telling you, when you put your hand to it, it will prosper. Not because of you, but because of Him. So when we understand that pearl of great price, which is Christ, which is Jesus, is more valuable than anything, we will not faint. We won't stop, even when it gets hard. To the pastors or those that have spoken and taught, you understand this. When the response isn't what you hope for. When the, when the congregation isn't necessarily as large as you believe for. When you've given your all and, and they, they don't seem to respond. You're not going to stop. You look at 2 Corinthians 4, 16-18 says, For which cause we faint not. The cause is not your response. The cause is Christ. We faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Verse 17, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look at the, not, not at the things which are seen, we don't look at the things we're seeing, but the because th those things are temporal. But the things that are not seen, that's what we're looking at. Those things are eternal. There is a cause. And it's not for us. It's not for what we think. What we, it's Christ. There's a soul at stake. Stop giving our attention or your attention to, to the trial, the struggle, the chaos. And we look to Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith. The, to, to enjoy and benefit from His all, you have to surrender all. Again, I, I hit this just earlier, and we would think that these last singers, musicians, you come uh, make your way. You would think over these last two months, it would drive believers. To desire more. But as we were watching Tortured for Christ, uh, I, was, I was reminded, and it's really much like what's going on today. If you, listen, I'm, I'm not going to spend a lot of time here. But if you think the government, the political parties are out to, to help you, you are sadly mistaken. And you hear me clear, Governor. You're trying to control the people. Our government is sad. And they may take us off of Facebook. I don't care. People need the truth. And they'll use anything they can. I'm not, listen, people are sick. People are dying. I understand that. 
But anything they can use to take the freedom, the very freedom we're, we're honoring this, this weekend. My uncle, I never knew, gave his life in Vietnam, Larry Foster. Not so we could be controlled in all of those things. But if it comes down to it, church, like they did, the, 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 the Russians came into the Ukraine and they took and they took over and the communists were all for. They were all for religion. They were all for freedoms. But yet you couldn't pray and you couldn't preach. So you had no choice but to preach and pray underground. or that, Not necessarily underground, but in a house. And they knew the risks they were taking. When they met together, they could be taken away and placed in prison. And this is exactly what happened. But guess what? He kept preaching. I don't think... I just, I don't know what would happen to me if a guard came in and beat the snot out of me because I was preaching. Would I walk back and wipe the blood off of my face and say, where was I? We're talking about we have a pearl of great price. He gave His all. Not so we could be railroaded and walked over like a doormat. But that this nation, this, this great nation who God still has His hand on could hear the truth of the gospel, but the church is too scared to say anything. I'm not, I'm not talking, I'm not pointing the finger at anybody. I'm talking about all of us. Because we can't meet in a nice, comfortable, air-conditioned place. We thought all hell had broken. We don't even know. Young people, middle-aged people, or, or more mature people, it is your obligation and your privilege to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. But He is asking one question today. Will you surrender all to me? Oh, I see your trouble. I see your pain. I see the sorrow. I understand the finances aren't what they once were. But don't you understand who I am? I am the I am. I am the great physician. I am the provider. I am the way maker. If you're scared of the Red Sea, I'll split it. If you're afraid of the Jordan, I'll back it up. But will you walk through? I don't know what y'all got. But uh, I listen, uh, I, I'm, I'm not knocking you. If, you're, if you want to stay there and pray, that's fine. If you want to make your way to the altar, that's fine. But I'm telling you, God is in this place to move in your life. And He's asking you to surrender all. Don't you walk out of this place in the shape you came in. I want to tell you clearly, hear me very clear. If you walk out of this place carrying what you brought in, your blood's not on my hands. Because... God Almighty is here to move in your life. But it's your choice. Will you let Him? Will you let Him? Stand and respond however you feel drawn and led to.
He's good to us, church. You know, I, I don't... What has been taking place over the last... I can't put into words. Not how bad it's been, but how good it's been. I had the great privilege to share with another pastor how hungry our body was to get outside and share the gospel. What a, what a privilege it is to be able to say that. And I want you to agree, if you're watching, I want you to agree with me in prayer. I know the stirring in my heart, and I've mentioned this quite a few times, to purchase a trailer. I went in faith, had a price put on a brand new tra outreach trailer. And I don't know how or when, but I know his time is perfect, and I know he's the provider. But we need about $9,500 order it. Not to pull and say, look at us, but to take this pearl of great price anywhere and everywhere and share the goodness of God. He did it for Summer and myself before. He provided 11400 and something dollars in two weeks. order one, I know the faithfulness of God and I know He's able. I don't care if we have to eat pies, if I have to do a pantyhose race or what, I don't care what it takes to raise the funds or if you're watching and you feel that whatever drawing in your spirit to donate, then we'll take it, but it's going to happen. I already had an individual want to buy a truck to pull it. And if they're watching, we'll still take that too. <laughs> but God is so good to us. He's so good to us. People think we're nuts. No, we didn't. They call it you split your church, the planet. We didn't split anything. We just spread out. Wayne and Stacy and Aaron and David and Clay and Jan and Marcy and Connie and Lord, I'm probably forgetting somebody. Ricky and Nicole and those all of them are still part of Lakeside. And even the people that are going there now are part of this body. Michael and I don't know their names. I haven't got to meet them yet. But they're a part of one body. Our website says we're one church, two locations. That's the truth. It's for the spreading of the gospel. But anyway, we love you guys. Pray with us. The trailer is from TRT Trailers. They, they just haven't it made. Well, they ain't having it made yet. Uh, they will when I take them to check. I don't know when that'll be, but I know it's going to come. But anyway, we love you guys. No PM service tonight. 
Uh, tune in to Lakeside, Yakubil. Um, you can watch there. But anyway, be blessed. We will see you guys soon. We love you. See you Wednesday night.